0: Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are once again live down here in the Barricade Studios for another episode of the sports Frenzy Podcast, Sold Out. With me, your host, Freddie Aloso, with my co-host, the Devil's Advocate, Robert Holmes,
1: And a happy birthday to Brian Pillman Jr. this week. Featured on AEW, looks like his first major feud with MJF. With
0: MJF. nice. And with our other co-host, Blackbeard himself, the Encyclopedia.
2: And gentlemen, unlike Brian Pillman, none of us were born to a drug-addicted mother named Metheny. I mean, no, I mean, sorry, shit. did I just? Say that?
1: I was. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm <laughs> met, I <laughs> met your
2: mom. That's. She's the last one I would have accused <laughs> of that. She
1: could use some, I think. Oh, um <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, she had me for a kid. Come on. Hey. Can't, can't blame her. Right. <laughs> so, there were some there there were some line drops this week. I love uh-huh. the uh the yeah. Brit Baker. You know, you've been sitting and catering for, for four, four months. Years. I love that line. I was like
2: Years, cool. years, not months. Gp
1: gp I love it, I love it.
2: <laughs> that was a line.
0: They did well. They did well this week.
2: I'm wondering how Brian Danielson's going to avoid the yes chant because apparently he feels like it's a WWE thing. He doesn't want to take that from him, but I don't think the fans are going to give a shit.
1: Yeah, they're
0: not going to care.
2: You can't trademark the word yes.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, it's just like Punk. I mean, he's he's doing its clobbering time, right? I mean, that was a WWE kind of thing too. Or maybe even before that, I mean, that's just going to follow you. That's just the way it is when you get associated with a chant or uh right. you know it's just going to follow you there's no way around it i mean look people were yelling punk's name i mean when he left wwe everybody was yelling his name right you can't stop the crowd from doing what they're going to do yeah you just don't acknowledge even, it maybe they'll move on to something else
0: right like even scott hall when he was like with his hey yo he brought that over from his razor gimmick from wwe yeah
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So before we get into that, we have the long-anticipated from last week SummerSlam 1991, Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental Championship. Psychlopedia, would you like to give us a little history on uh, on this match?
2: Was there any history to this match? I don't recall. To be perfectly honest with you,
1: was Uh, Perfect Perfect was hurt, right?
2: Perfect was hurt. Perfect had a back injury and this was actually probably his last match for over a year.
1: Right. So I think maybe it was a combination of events. I think it was Bret Hart's. They wanted to see if he could run as a single. And I think Perfect needed to step out. So I I don't know if there was any kind of storyline that that I remember. I don't. But I think basically it's a combination of events, I think, is the way it occurred.
2: I think the match was announced and then Perfect got the injury. But um, this wasn't little known this Uh, and Rob remembered this, this wasn't the first time that Brett and Mr. Perfect faced off in singles action. Uh, They did face off on the house show circuit back in 89 when they were trying to give Brett a singles run back then. Eventually, they just teamed him back up with the anvil, but there was an episode of Primetime where, and Rob reminded me of this, so I will give him credit because I did seek out this match and watched it years ago. Mr. Perfect actually beat Brett the Hitman Hart on Primetime a uh, little cheating going on to get that win, but, you know, there was a long belief that Mr. Perfect never got a win over Bret Hart.
1: It's not a true. clean win. Yeah,
2: well, fair enough. But And this is not the last time these two faced off. They did face off later at the King of the Ring, and then I believe they had another match in WCW, way, 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 way in the future, if I remember correctly. But this was probably... I, I guess... Would you say this one was their better match or the 93 King of the Ring one? I think it depends on what you're looking for.
1: This one was better.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed this one more.
2: I liked the ending of the 93 one, but this one was probably overall a better match. I'll agree with that. No. So, um, Intercontinental title on the line. We're going back to 1991 SummerSlam. Uh, For those of you on Peacock... Look up SummerSlam season four, because we can't do it by year with Peacock. And you can't jump to the match specifically with the bookmarking feature that they promised was going to be in place by SummerSlam. Get on, get on that, Peacock. So we're looking at approximately 16 minutes and 50 seconds, 54 seconds, somewhere in that ballpark if you want to start there.
1: So we're doing this now?
2: Uh, apparently because freddy let in with the... <laughs> i thought we were gonna I do this again i
0: figured we got more stuff to talk about to close it out
2: all right fair enough all right okay
1: all right i'm ready when you guys are
2: okay so if you guys are ready i'll count down i'll say three two one and then when i say play hit play ready three two one
0: play Uh, Msg.
2: Square nice, right on. one.
0: Quite fitting with WWE going back to MSG on Friday night.
2: Yep. Rob, what is your beverage of choice? Since we can all hear it over the microphone.
0: <laughs> you. You. Yeah. Nice. Good call, Good call.
1: Stole
2: that from his daughter's stash.
1: Nope, this is mine. You don't nice. like it.
0: Ah.
2: I think this is the first time that Stu and Helen appeared on TV, and there's Bruce behind him that they didn't even
1: acknowledge. Stu Stu doesn't look that old, but he acts old. You see how he's clapping? He's clapping like an old person. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
2: See, and this is where I argue that pyrotechnics are not necessary. This was a great match, a great show without all that extra shit.
1: John Tolos.
0: And a classic entrance. Mm. Perfect entrance at this time was that's pretty good. So Rob, you so mentioned the long tower flow.
2: Yeah. Well, Rob, you mentioned John Tolos, uh, who is who was playing the coach, can you and is doing push ups right now. Can you explain who John Tolos is for those of us that don't know, including me?
1: He was big in uh, the late sixties and seventies in California. Notable feuds, Mil Mascaris. Um he also He was the originator of um, the famous angle where um, Fred Blassie was doing an interview and he threw toxic powder, toxic powder in his eyes and blinded him, setting up one of the great feuds of that time. And it's been reused over and over again. We've all seen powder or salt being thrown in people's eyes. That's the first um, first time that I think that was ever done. And it was a big, I mean, remember, think back now, TV, you know, the way it was, you only had a certain amount of channels, you know, K Babe in full effect. And imagine Fred Blassie accepting an award and some guy coming out and throwing toxic powder in his face.
2: That's also interesting, it was big. Uh, that's also interesting because wasn't Blassie, didn't he play a heel most of the time?
1: Yes, but at that point he was a face. Well,
2: no, I figured that. I was just... I don't recall any stories. He was known as the
1: vampire. He used to... He was... Uh, a lot of them... If you see any of the magazines from the old days, he was always biting. Mm. And in Japan, um, the fa- the fans would run from. him. They were so scared of him. That's how well he did overseas. So... But John Tolos... Interesting, you know, I, I never really did anything of note here as as uh, Henning's manager. I don't even remember why. Did Heenan go... He didn't go into the broadcast booth, and that's why. Well, listen, Henning is no working.
2: Listen, he's one of the guys on commentary.
1: Right, but I mean, I'm, I'm trying to remember—is that why he didn't stop managing Henning? I think, and. Yeah. Right, he went into the, he went into broadcasting. Right, so. Yeah,
2: yeah it was a stopgap because I think, I think at this point it was already uh, the genius, but I think, coach also was man- managing the Beverly's temporarily, the Beverly brothers.
1: Because I think once, once heading lost, I don't think we ever, we saw Tolos again. No.
2: Yeah, no,
0: that
1: So, No,
2: well, here's something you wouldn't see: two minutes of a headlock. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, let me stand corrected. That's what you see in the picture-in-picture picture on the AEW Dynamite and NXT every week.
0: I was gonna say, hey, did anybody picture, notice picture. The, uh, the beach ball getting tossed around in the background?
2: <laughs> I think Cesaro wasn't rustling back here.
0: There was a uh, red beach ball getting tossed yeah, around in the garden. I totally never even picked
2: up on that because this is actually a good match. The That's right. Part of our stick is to make fun of the people in the crowd. Look
1: no,
2: at the, the game yeah, with the well, pink hat. Some of the,
1: times, some of the times it was us. Yeah,
2: true. Good, That's why uh, we'd have to go back and watch that one SummerSlam that we mentioned while Steven was on, although I don't think I could sit through that for three hours. Yo. Look at the guy selling the uh, snacks with the suspenders and everything.
0: Yeah, he was selling, selling Cracker Jack boxes.
1: Oh man, well, now I want Cracker Jacks. <laughs> <laughs> now I want a WWE ice cream bar, is what I want. Mm. I've never had one of those.
0: Really?
2: Wow.
1: No, I've
2: never now had I, one. Now I feel they look bad. disgusting.
0: Good humor. Are you used actually? to get the, the, the card that came with it, mm. the little cardboard card on the box. Mm.
2: Well, Good Humor released them as sandwiches about a year ago. I used, to, I actually bought them quite a bit. They were, they, I mean, they weren't great, but they 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 weren't bad either.
0: Yeah, they have them at a stopping shop around them
2: Do they still? Because like, I I used to be able to find them in Shoprite all the time. Now I noticed they stopped carrying them.
0: Yeah, they still have them. At least last time I checked. And when was that? Oh, probably a couple of months back. That <laughs> <rest> was my case. <laughs>
1: okay. Do hey, you guys think uh, Perfect should have gotten a world title run?
2: Yes.
0: Yeah, 100%. I don't have to do
1: that. But... It.
2: Well, and wasn't there a rumor that he actually was expected to be the transitional champion between Hogan and Perfect, or uh, Warrior at one point? That was rumored.
0: I mean, Hogan never
1: wanted know. to drop that belt. Yeah. But There's a couple of guys that probably should have won the belt.
2: Yeah, but he's he's on my top five of uncrowned world champions. And I know he was AWA champion. And WWE who was champion, the other four? Kind
0: of,
2: that could be for a future who was episode. Four? Future episode. Oh,
0: bum, bum, bum.
1: <sniffs> Teaser. Yep. These guys put on a hell of a match. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if if Perfect is hurt, he's certainly taking all the. Uh, he's certainly taking all the bumps.
2: <laughs> did you see Coach smack that fan
1: away? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Coach is doing a lot of blow in there. What? <laughs> Finish that sentence. I thought Henning was the one that did all the blow.
2: We're making all the drug <laughs> jokes today. Maybe Perfect uh, was the one that made love to Metheny, and now came Brian Pillman Jr. Oh
0: boy. And here we go. We have the tights ripped. The the one thing I loved about Brett's tights he never changed them too crazy Mm-mm. like there there was never you know a huge variation but just subtle little differences in, att- in the attire it was it was cool
2: do you know what the four hearts represented
0: don't no I don't children oh nice very cool you learn something new every day there you go
2: Why our listeners listen to us.
0: There you go. One of my favorite ones was, uh, it looked like the, the paint splatter ones that he did. Oh, uh, like in 94 He dealt against if. Austin. Yeah. Oh, or maybe yeah, yeah. maybe not. Uh,
2: he might have done, there was a few incarnations. I, I know which you're talking about now. Yeah. When I think he said he wasn't really necessarily a fan of pink, it was just that it stood out. Right. and that's something I would expect MJF to do step on the opponent to get back in the ring
0: to so get back in the ring
2: yeah. a little, little subtle,
0: there this is when each guy had like personalized boots Yeah, it wasn't just straight black or Jordan or whatever
2: mm. yeah, they weren't marks
0: yeah maybe even some blood. Well, what did you think? It was going to be a lottery and they're going to pick a ticket? Of course they're on and the test no again. Of course they're guts. The... but Bret Hart right there.
2: Look, this has been a, been a great match so far but very slow paced. It's not like non-stop tope suicidas and what have you.
1: It's not a spot. If I never if I never see that move again I'd be happy.
0: <laughs> I don't watch
1: AEW. I mean, everybody does every move now nobody, no moves exclusive to anybody anymore
2: so, did you see though the photographer no selling <laughs> yeah. Brett's like hurt yeah. and the photographer's like can you get off me now <laughs> what do you guys think of Brett's punches the way he used to stomp do you think that put that something extra I know he felt like it did
1: I always thought Brett's punches were the weakest punches I ever seen <laughs>
0: There wasn't, I mean, at the time it was like, oh man, you really punched him. And now you look back and you're like, all right, Brett, You could have stuck it in there a little bit. It's
2: actually one of those things when you go see a show live and you see how close the punches are coming and you realize it doesn't, it doesn't look that great. Right.
1: When we were at that show recently, uh, the encyclopedia and i were sitting ringside and we were watching like some moves and like every time they missed a move or something we just look at each other like you saw that right yep <laughs> right or miss that move or you know yeah there's just, a spot not gotten yeah just don't
2: tell any of them that they fucked up or uh, they started uh, doing the move properly and giving you the bird instead of putting it on yeah justin yeah. carino See, Charlotte stole natural selection from Mr. Perfect. (laughs) I actually wonder if this match was scheduled today, if it would have went down if Perfect's back was that bad, they might not have cleared him.
1: Well a match like this wouldn't go
2: off.
1: These guys actually are selling for each other and they're a little more methodical and they're yeah, Broke. but
2: I'm, I'm saying with this matchup, even gotten in the ring with Perfect's injury today, they're very more, they're very m- more protective of these guys than they were back then. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, to pain them a lot more.
0: Mm-hmm. You guys see the kids with the uh, LOD? Spice.
1: Yeah, those things look stupid.
0: <laughs> I wanted, I wanted one so bad when I was a kid. <laughs>
1: You want one now. I, tell the truth.
0: I I know Rob, you were in like college at that point, right?
1: Uh, I was on? out I was out of college. <laughs> get it right. <laughs> and you were still what, pooping your pants?
0: Yeah, basically. Doing those moves in my The worst
1: mind. not the worst tenth, tenth year of your life, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> I just couldn't get out of second grade.
1: Just <laughs> couldn't get <laughs>
2: Freddie, you wanted, you know, you could do it now. You could borrow Kai's shoulder pads and put rubber spikes on it. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I think you should do the next, the next, uh, the next podcast with face paint.
0: There you go. you got to see the old school pictures from uh, the boys' first year of, uh, football. Oh, Me and Stevie G went with like uh, masks face and face paint. We won all out. We won the Super Bowl. Though.
2: It's sorry, that was yeah. the only game I came to that year. <laughs> I remember he told the story that some, some lady came in to buy a cell phone and he was talking to her, selling her the cell phone, and somehow they got on the topic of the, the football league. And I said, Oh, yeah, we like playing everybody except for Washingtonville. They're obnoxious. And my brother goes, Hi, I'm from Washingtonville. <laughs> and I'm one of those guys.
0: Hey. Good times.
2: Anyway. This is a wrestling podcast. Damn Actually, it. I'm impressed that Freddie was on tonight, you know. Opening night for the NFL. Surprised he didn't do like a live broadcast of the Frenzy.
0: Thank you, Freddie. <laughs> the Frenzy will be back next week. It's coming back. I've heard that one for, before. For, for, the, for the football season. What <laughs> percent. <laughs> He is losing it right there. When was the last time you saw a sleeper horde and a guy shake his fist on the three?
2: Yeah, that's true. Now everything's the rear rank, choke and the tap out or the pass out. I think that's the problem. If they pass out, they got to stop it. Bro. nobody does the sleeper Pipe, was
1: piper just a terrible commentator <laughs> or what
0: no. yeah yeah it was
1: pretty bad
2: i guess i look out it with that nostalgia feel is what i grew up with he's not in mike adamley's league
0: Who was in uh, Jesse, the body Ventura?
1: Oh, I love Jesse. Jesse was awesome. Gorilla. I
2: actually feel like uh, some of what Pat McAfee does. It's
1: all over but the crying.
2: Some, a little bit of Pat McAfee. A little bit. Sometimes reminds me of Jesse Ventura, but there's a bunch of it's others. Okay. He's mimicked a few ones. Hey, hopefully he's back this week.
1: Yeah, Perfect he's supposed to be back. Yeah. Then a finishing move. Now just a move in a series. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) You know what's funny? Putting your hands on the rope. Bobby Heenan said nobody kicked out of that. Forgetting that at the previous Survivor Series, Ultimate Warrior did.
1: I'm sure Hogan did too.
0: Yeah. Hogan kick out of somebody's finisher?
1: No. (laughs) See, it's Hogan's fault that finishers
2: don't get sold now.
1: Hogan sell what? Right. What are you talking about, brother?
0: Perfect man trying to take that back bumper. Certainly, what have demoralized you.
2: Take a this. We... At least it was just as me. Yeah.
0: Brett really did put everything into his move. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah. <laughs> he threw that suit like that.
2: Hey, look, if he was wrestling today, he'd be better off in AEW. Yeah. Because that was one of the things. He wasn't necessarily that great on the mic. He was passable. But his wrestling was top notch. It was one of those things that when I was this age, I didn't, think that highly of him, but I respect the hell a lot of him more now.
0: Uh, you, you didn't appreciate it back then. I was thinking about that when I was queuing it up. Yeah. I was like, I didn't really appreciate these two back then. It was all about like Hogan and Warrior and Monsters, you know?
2: Well, Perfect I was a fan of. The first time I turned on the TV it was they were setting up a feud between Perfect and Texas Tornado, and those were my two favorites at that point. Yeah. But yeah, I was. I wasn't a huge Hogan fan. Warrior, yeah. admittedly, I was. Mr. Perfect t-
1: had a, a a sixty minute match with Nick Bockwinkle. AWA. Previous, in the AWA, that's considered a, a classic. Mm-hmm. I mean, sixty minute a sixty minute match can. They would never do that now.
2: No. no, it would be an Iron Man match with about twenty falls in it.
1: Yeah, and they we, went sixty we're... minutes, and it was not a dull moment. at in the in the match whatsoever
2: i'd even dare say ew wouldn't go one, doing one hour straight one-on-one and more because of the roster they have and if they did we don't know
1: if the fans could could sit through it
2: uh, i think if you got the right guys in there they would but i think the problem is their roster's too bloated and honestly their pay-per-views as great as they are they're four hours just too, too long already three and a half is Ooh. my max
0: AW has too many guys in the
2: roster. Coming soon.
0: <laughs> Stay tuned to after the watch. We got a lot. Before.
2: I like how Bobby Heenan's like, "Are we close to the
0: time limit?" Ghost <laughs>
1: Coach. Bye, Coach.
0: So, here's
2: the thing: if he didn't go after Coach, like anything would have happened, you know. He would have still gotten the submission right. on,
0: oh, like this. The coach, but the referee would have got distracted, mm. and the perfect tap would have moved oh, him.
2: Would that have been a better ending? He didn't interfere. Just the
1: was just a um, that looked like a low blow.
2: No, uh-huh. oh, he's he's ripping on them for it. Perfect,
0: perfect looks top. like he has a perm right now. Yep.
2: He's going to the prom. <laughs> Let's see this crowd for Brett.
0: They were into it. Man. That was in
2: the stomach, Earl. Oh, there's suspenders selling the Cracker Jacks again. Sorry, Rob. There it goes. So look at this. The way he puts it on is actually kind of different than the way he normally does. He usually has the uglier leg hooked onto the arm.
1: And Perfect gave up immediately. His right. back
2: must have been done.
1: Somebody wake up, Stu. He's Thank done you.
2: one. on. Hey, uh, uh, he won the title. And this we didn't need to say. Do you think that was planned for him to rip the... Rip, rip the jersey off? With the tights?
1: I, I don't think so. I mean, it, bro- it broke. Yeah, it broke, it broke. During the match, oh. so...
2: Well, there's one benefit to Peacock. They didn't blur out the WWF <laughs> when it said New champ. As Pat Patterson
1: said, as, as Pat Patterson would say, this place is going banana. Do it with his accent. I can't. Yeah, you know people, people, I don't do they they
2: go banana.
1: You know I don't do accents on the show. Remember uh-huh. last Pat. week?
0: Pat Patterson's Italian? He's <laughs> <laughs> Italian?
1: He's he's Japanese actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Stuart, right. no selling. take right it th- away. I think at that, one man. point he smacks yeah.
2: Alfred away. You know why Helen's happy? Helen's like I'm back home because she was originally from New York.
1: <laughs> he's not speechless he didn't let him talk
2: i wonder if vince was like don't don't just cut it off yeah cut it off all right
0: well thanks for that
2: i well, hope you guys enjoyed that
0: nice little trip down memory lane
2: 30 years ago if you'll believe it
0: so crazy man so, we've had quite the week in wrestling, mm-hmm. quite a few debates in the group chat. Where do you guys want to start?
2: We're not bringing up that Kevin Owens chat. We're not. <laughs> start with All
1: Out. Leave What'd it all you guys out. think of it? Uh, I thought it was easily the best pay-per-view of this year. Uh, possibly the best pay-per-view in the last five years. Um, you know, the one, my one complaint, it was a little long, but um, I thought it was really good. I thought the debuts, you know, um, they hit all the marks. They did everything they should. It was a good show. All the matches were good. Um, you know, I really enjoyed it. I would, It's definitely a show I'd watch again at some point.
0: Encyclopedia, what did you think?
2: I thought top to bottom was a great card. Um, It didn't feel like a full four hours like most of their shows tend to. Um, My only knock on the show itself was that spot where uh, Ray Phoenix did the crossbody off the top onto both members of the Young Bucks and Penta. And Penta jumped right up while the Young Bucks had to sell it. I was like, all right, come on. You could have stayed down for a second. Um, I was a little brutal, though, the whole tack thing. I don't know if that was necessary. But if you know the history of those two teams, it made sense. They always have to, you know, one-up themselves from a previous encounter. Uh, I thought uh, overlooked um, first Punk and his return. I thought he did a great job. Um, I think it was slower paced to try to see if he could go. Uh, I think now he'll probably try to amp it a little bit, because I did feel like for a Darby Allen match, it was a little bit slower paced than what you're used to, but it, it went fine. Um, I think what doesn't get enough love is the whole dusty finish they did with the MJF-Chris Jericho match. I mean, that place went ballistic when they thought MJF had won, and it kind of made Audrey Edwards look like a complete ass when she missed that whole spot. Um, but the. Uh, bro- Brilliantly written, especially for two guys. I mean, look, we know Jericho is not what he used to be. It was still a really good match. I think, top to bottom, it was a really fun card. Um, I've heard people say top wrestling show of all time. I actually wouldn't mind if we at some point went and did our own top five or maybe a two parter top 10 pay per views of all time because I'm curious where it would weigh in for everybody. Um, I saw a list on 411 where this guy had picked his top four all, or seven all-time and some of that, like he put WrestleMania 3 at number two and I was like, eh, WrestleMania 3 was really a two-match card, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, a card that stacks from opening match to main event, I feel like that is what you would want in the top five or top ten list and I don't know that WrestleMania 3 was that, so I'd be curious if we ever did that and I think we would need to give ourselves a few weeks to build up to some sort of episode like that if you guys are open to it, but Excellent card. I will agree with Rob. Definitely best card this year. I'd have to go back and look at the top five years, but I would say right now I can't argue against that off the top of my head. What do you think, Freddie?
0: Uh, I thought I thought it was really really good. I enjoyed it from top to bottom. Um, I loved the little you know tip of the cap to Brett and one two three kid and the Darby Allen. Uh, CM Punk match. I don't know if you guys got to see the side by side of, you know, little moves that they did similar to in both matches, kind of tipping the cap to them. Um, That was pretty cool. Um, I thought the returns were placed perfectly throughout the show. Um, I just, my only thing now with AEW is it's getting too bloated. There's, the storylines are great. The writing is really, really good. Heads and shoulders over WWE. But that roster is getting way too big. And it's going to bite them in the ass sooner rather than later.
1: You know, if you think about it, you could have made another pay-per-view with all the people not included. Yeah. Right? FTR, Santana and Ortiz, Sammy Guevara. Um. Mm-hmm. Just off the top of my head. Uh, Malachi Black, Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes, all these guys, nobody was on. None of them were on the show. And these are day one guys.
0: These are guys that that were there night one. You started the company and now where are they sitting? Right. Jungle Boy,
1: Luchasaurus, right? Um,
0: They're they're sitting in catering. Right, Britt?
1: Well, you know, they're all saying the right things. Like you said, I think um, there are going to be some, there has to be some cracks in the armor at some point, sure. right? Because at some point, somebody's going to start saying, you know, why am I not on TV or why am I not being used or, you know, and I, I don't know. I think, I think what they have to do is they either have to start differentiating the shows maybe almost have different rosters on the different shows and just have maybe the champions be the people that kind of go back and forth. Or they got to thin the herd, you know, at some point. And I don't know how you do that. And, and, you know, I know they're talking about Kevin Owens being free soon and Sami Zayn. And I'm like, we don't need any more people on the show. At this point, we don't even need any more women. Like, I think they've got enough women on the rosters now that they can kind of start – Figuring out who's their stars are going to be and things like that. The other thing I was thinking I wanted to bring up to you guys: Do you guys think they maybe need a light heavyweight division?
2: Um, most of the roster would qualify for that division, so no.
1: Right, but I mean that would give them something. That would give Orange Cassidy and uh, Darby something to fight for. Maybe like maybe have like a Rampage be more centered around the light heavyweights.
2: Well, they want people awesome. to actually watch the shows. Um, well, I mean, I, I, I think we went through. I think so. we debated this a few months ago. I don't think this is the first time we brought this up, honestly. Yeah, because right, we it...
0: brought up the the trios title and stuff like that as well. Right,
1: right. Yeah,
2: the yeah. trios at least. Uh, while I don't like the idea, I never did. At least they have enough trios matches now that it would, at least would make sense. But their division, I mean. I'm watching the shows, and CM Punk and Brian Danielson are dwarfing some of these guys in the ring, and I'm, that's why I'm like mm, light heavyweight division. You could argue that their entire roster would qualify for that already. They don't necessarily have a lot of big guys. We did overlook one simple fact: the only blip on the radar for this entire show is the fact that no BS Paul White was on the mat, uh, card. You know, you could have done a quick. Sp- even if it was a quick match, you could have done something with Jungle Boy or Luchasaurus, for example, in a tag team match or something. You know what I mean? Instead, we got Paul White. So that's the only. I think that's actually would be my biggest complaint is that they wasted
1: time well, on Paul that White. That was your bathroom Marshall.
2: break. Yeah.
1: Right. No, that was uh, CM Punk is over. Now I need to go pee and get some soda. You know, um, and, in, you know, waiting for Kenny Omega to come out.
2: So they went to get their CM Punk ice cream bars.
1: Whatever. Whatever whatever they needed to do. They needed five minutes to do so.
0: Yeah. For me, reading all the stuff, seeing all the guys that are coming over. AEW is turning into WCW for me, where you got a lot of your friends that are coming over that were friends with Hall and Nash.
2: Um, that was not COVID, folks. He's okay.
0: <laughs> you, you had your friends of Hall and Nets. Why did his blood
1: shoot that. out of his nose?
0: 20, 28 days later, twenty eight days. Later.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but you you've got your friends of these guys that are coming over, and it's going to dwarf everybody else. And that's what's happening with AEW. All these guys have been friends from the indie circuit. They're all buddy buddy, and now they're you know top of the card. It's going to start pissing people off, with, which we've already had one person's girlfriend come out and say that uh, they're upset with the way they're using Brian Cage. It's going to start happening more and more. Yeah, it's it's all sunshine and rainbows the first couple of weeks, and then it's going to start to fall apart.
1: Well, I mean, the other thing I thought, I, I mean, I thought it was it was cool that Adam Cole appeared, and I'm surprised he got to use his name. I was waiting for when he come out for him to be like uh, here's Cole Adam or you know Adam Pole or whatever. But <laughs> then he came out and he joined the elite and I'm like, "Okay, so he's not going to go for the world title. He's not going to fight the t- for the TV belt. He's not going to go for the tag. So where what is he doing here?" Right.
2: with well, everybody you better... in the title scene they can't.
1: I know, but I'm just saying I don't see where he fits in. Well, like he's I think, got a, I think he's got a history is, with
2: all those guys. That's what they're playing off of. Right, you, but I mean, I you think, more think than what's
1: happening is that. I think what's happening is Tony Khan's like, "Ooh, Adam Cole's free. Let's get him. We'll figure out what to do with him later."
2: I would dare say that Cole was already on their radar and locked and sealed before t- there was talk of Punk and Brian Danielson. I mean, Cole's been hanging out with these guys for years. You know,
0: yeah, he's been he's been hanging out at all their events too. Right,
2: right,
1: and right. his girlfriend's he's there. So I mean, I like when he threatened Tony Schiavone. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. I was like, "What?" <laughs> you realize they're friends, right? He's like her. He could be here like her dad, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, but Schiavone's got this weird thing with women. He's even talked about it on his podcast. He's more friends with the women than he is the guys at backstage. Even going back to them? WCW, have um, you seen those women? It depends on the women. I mean, going back to WCW, there were some butterfaces there.
0: Anyway, so what what do you guys think is is the end game here? Cuz there's talk of Bray Wyatt, there's Sami Zayn, KO, like when does it stop?
2: I think Zayn and KO. Zayn is the question mark. I think KO stays with WWE. Um I think he's I think he'll get drafted to Raw and I think he'll maybe finally get some sort of main event run there. I'm hoping. Maybe that could be wishful thinking. Uh Bray Wyatt, I think the Dark Order having their issues, I think, is to set up for a new leader, and as we all have been speculating since his release, I think Bray Wyatt may end up filling that role. Um I actually think it would be more interesting if they did Broken Matt now and had him ditch the Hardy family office, because honestly, who fucking cares? Uh not to mention I think Private Party was better as a face team than heel team. But um Sami Zayn's the question mark. Would Sami Zayn be better off in AEW? um before adam cole signed i'd say probably now i feel like him and adam cole would be on that even level they might not ever it might take them a few years to get to that world title picture i don't know i think Sami Zayn ultimately aew would it would be a better fit for him but he's doing pretty well in wwe too so
1: yeah i think um we're getting to the point now where there's we need a we need a third company to, to rise because if WWE is really going to start jettisoning all of their their main talent, you know if they're going to let someone like Kevin Owens go, someone like Stanley Zane, someone like ROH or Impact has to step up and grab some of these guys. That's how you get yourself back on the mat. Is you pull in some names and you start plugging them in and you start using them. Because at some point you have to imagine AEW is going to say enough is enough. We can't hire. We can't bring in any more people. We don't have any room. We don't know where to put them. We don't have so I, you got it. Yeah, I mean, TV time, you know, but here, you know, leading to our next topic, why is Rampage's uh, ratings going down? I think there's too much wrestling on TV. You know, I, I think people are like Dynamite is great. NXT is great. I don't know if we need that third show seeing some of the same guys. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. I would think Rampage maybe would want to try and feature some other talent. To try to mix it up a little bit to give you something to watch because it's Friday night. It's a terrible time slot. Yeah. I'm not staying home to watch it. That's for damn sure.
2: Right, but SmackDown is pulling in two million viewers at, from eight to ten o'clock on that same night.
1: On regular TV. Wow. And SmackDown's been around thirty 20, years. 20. Twenty. years. Twenty plus. Yeah. So you're you're trying to launch a new show. You should try to. That's why I said I know you guys aren't a fan, but like the trios title, something different and alternative.
2: I, I don't think that's going to draw people to, to Rampage. I think part of my problem with Rampage, what is the purpose? It was supposed to be different from Dynamite. Instead, it feels like it's just an extension of it.
1: That's what I'm talking about. That's why I think you got to add something different.
2: And as much crap as we give Raw and SmackDown from time to time and NXT from time to time, there's three different rosters there. Now, I don't think necessarily AEW needs to do a roster split. Not Not nearly on that level. I think you could have guys appear on both shows, but I think maybe this week, maybe Punk doesn't show up on Rampage, for example. You know, I don't think I don't want to do a roster split. Um, I also I know you mentioned a third company. I really hate that idea because honestly, I would like to watch some other TV during the week instead of watching every fucking hour of wrestling to cover this podcast. And I love you guys. I do it for you guys. It's okay, but my DVR is full of other shit that I put on the back burner because we got another night of wrestling and now another show on top of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They got to I was thinking, like I said, some other kind of title or maybe having the television champion be rampages. So all of Miro's defenses would be on that show. Um, they could do something like, I don't know if you guys know what the G climax is. The G one climax. They ha- in Japan, they have like tournaments. Where, you know, they fight in the winter that tournament, gets a title shot. So, I mean, they could kind of do things like that. They could steal from New Japan in some way. Um, they could well, run NXT more tournaments. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just trying, you know, like you said, yeah. Rampage to me does not seem different. They, they should be experimenting with other things. They should maybe Maybe they should pull some of the fans and see what they'd be interested in. You know, would a trio's title work? Yes or no? Would you watch it? No? Okay, then it's not a good idea. Would you like a light heavyweight title? Yes or no? Would you watch it?
2: And I don't think those two things would draw, personally. I think maybe what you need to do is, if you want to do, introduce a trio's title, that's fine. And you want to put that on Dynamite to get it exposure, that's fine. I think since Punk's debut, that roster on Rampage has been kind of a level down. Maybe you need to have Omega making more title defenses of some sort. You know what I mean? Just have some of your top guys wrestling on Rampage. Instead of Rampage just turned into like a secondary show. It's almost like back in the day when you used to watch WWF Superstars and you get about five jobber matches in an hour and then you get one feature match. That's what I feel like Rampage is turning into. And it's only well, been it's on a almost,
0: month. It's like Thunder. Remember, Thunder mm-hmm. was the show for, for Nash and him and Hogan couldn't be on the same show. And I
1: don't know. They got to try something. Yeah.
0: Now, that being said...
2: Dynamite did, I think they said, draw 1.3 million viewers this week. And while that's not close to SmackDown numbers, that is definitely getting close to Raw numbers. Does WWE need to worry about AEW or are they such a global entity that they don't need to? I personally think they're too big globally for them to really be concerned about AEW until AEW starts touring worldwide, which we know Khan has been saying he doesn't want to tire these guys out. Um, which is probably why rampage is getting taped most weeks on the same night as dynamite. What do you guys think?
1: I think until you put AEW on Monday night against Raw, you have you don't have anything to worry about. I, I think they're just WWE is a global brand. I mean, that's what I find so fascinating is that what are once they've jettisoned all these talents, what are they hoping to sell? At some point you're gonna people are gonna go, What am I actually paying for? You know, what am I actually – like, I, I'm waiting – like, they still have the draw. I mean, every time you see Raw, SmackDown, they're, they're always sold out. So people will always go to the shows, the live shows. I mean, live shows are fun. Why wouldn't you? It, and the network, you know, they, they, they were really smart in, in tying the network together with their pay-per-views. Because even if you don't watch their pay-per-views, maybe you just want it because you want to watch Raw from 1998. You still bought the subscription. Right? You're not buying it separately. Not me. Not you, but...
2: Comcast throws it in. I don't have to pay a dime.
1: I, well, I'm talking about regular people, not you weirdos out there.
2: I would dare say that the majority of this country is in the Comcast zone. And to the amount of complaints you guys have had about your internet service and your TV service, I think you'd rather be on Comcast. That's all I'm saying.
1: I, my point is they're still paying for it, whether you're paying through the cable company or you're paying separately. All right it's, i'm not it's paying sold. anything
2: extra for it i'll show you the bill but yeah i, I know what you're saying
1: <laughs> killing the room just trying to make a point never mind
2: all right listen yeah, steven I, when are you going to make sense when are you going to show some logic here
0: i think i think aw i think wwe knows aw is is on the radar they're they're understanding that, hey, you know, they're pulling out good storylines. They're pulling guys over. We got to start stepping our shit up. I don't think they're nervous, but I, I think they're on notice.
2: That's fair. I mean, they say, they say Vince doesn't even care about other products. And I got to say, in some respects, it makes sense. You can't necessarily, maybe you should be aware of what other, your competition is doing if they are competition. But the other side of the coin is, you gotta focus on your own shit. And if you're worrying too much about what the other guy's doing on the other channel, you're only right. hurting your own product. They don't need any help to hurt their own product. They're doing a damn good enough
1: job. They're not doing a to damn do good it. job on their own. <laughs> They're I
0: mean, doing great.
2: I mean, I'm looking at this upcoming Extreme Rules paper review and I'm looking at the card and I'm like, why don't they just call it night of Champions? <laughs> because it's all title right. matches right now and none of them there's nothing extreme about it.
1: Did you find it interesting that uh, they had all this um all this interest about around Naya and Charlotte. And then a week later they decided just to squash it and move Charlotte on to somebody else. Right. So you
2: think that they were going to go for Naya versus Charlotte at the pay-per-view originally?
1: Yeah, I think initially, initially it was Naya wins. And then she has a pay-per-view match where they're at extreme rules and they have some kind of stipulation. I think with, with, they had no chemistry. Mm -hmm. I think they decided to wrap it up. And have Naya lose straight out and throw her right into a feud with Shayna, and move Charlotte right on. I mean, it was like the match wasn't over two minutes later, and Charlotte was already talking to uh, Alexa. Yeah. Right. Well, it was, and Shayna
0: was already out
1: too. Yeah. You know, so I mean, so I think they, dro- I think they just dropped it. It did not work. There, the chemistry was not there. And I bet you, Charlotte. I bet you, I would bet anything. Charlotte refused to work with her anymore. Like, I'll do one more match to settle this feud, and then I'm done. I'm not working with her anymore.
2: Um I actually thought the rematch was better than the first one. I think the first one they both came up with an idea that failed, which happens from time to time. I would dare say that Alexa versus Charlotte is the match we would have gotten at SummerSlam and for some reason because crowds were coming back they decided to go with Nikki as the Money in the Bank winner and then have Hot Shot the belt onto her just to draw interest. Um I think what we're seeing now with Alexa versus Charlotte should have been at SummerSlam personally. And I'm curious to see who, who's going to come out on top on that one, because I'll be honest with you. I think Elec- there's more for Alexa uh, as a title holder right now than Charlotte.
0: Yeah, I'd rather see Alexa with it for a while.
2: Which is interesting because most people are crapping on that character. Um, I'm one of the few that find it interesting. But at the same time, it feels like... Yeah, I know, Rob. Uh, this uh, Thumbs down from Rob. Um, at the same time, though, I feel like some of that mystique from the alexa bliss character has kind of gone away she's not and maybe it's it's probably because we're in front of crowds now you can't really pull some of the stuff that you're doing before she's not as creepy and dark as what we were seeing before
1: Yeah, you can't fill film vignettes ahead of time and add in special effects and do all that stuff it's now you got to you're on a live show you got to do whatever you're going to do
2: but they pulled it off of a prey. I don't think
1: they're I don't think they're investing nearly an amount of money in Alexa that they wouldn't bring.
2: Yeah, well. They were also probably afraid that she's gonna run off with her soon to be husband on his next concert tour and never come back.
1: I mean, the other thing I found fascinating was, you know, they I love they love throwing the tag teams together that that the the random tag teams and then having them win immediately. And how many more times is Natalia and uh, Tamina going to lose before they actually lose the belts? Because right now they've lost now four times. Yeah.
2: Fucking terrible, that team. I'm... Right? They've lost
1: three times so to uh, Shotzi and whatever. Tegan. And yeah. they've lost once to, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Rhea and Nikki, who have been together, what, all of 30 seconds?
0: 30 seconds, right. So, it's not iconic, is what
1: you're saying. Well, no, it's definitely not iconic.
0: <laughs> oh, they are
2: touring. They are They, they are tour. touring the Iconics. <laughs> i got to look this thing up. I'm like, really? To an
1: audience of no one.
2: Uh, we'll see. I know, you'd go. No, I'm not. Pff, fuck that. Too fucking cheap (laughs) for that shit. Please, you ask me to go to an autograph session, which will cost me less than going to a wrestling show when I'm like wavering on it. Nobody cares what the tour is anyway. The inspiration tour, that's what it's called.
0: Anyway. What what happens now? Did the balls in WWE's court? How do they respond?
2: They signed Gable Stevenson. Oh, they did already. Look at
1: that. And that is Olympic guy?
2: Olympic yeah. gold medalist.
1: Who gives a shit.
2: <laughs> hey, that's how they got Angle, and then you had Brock Lesnar from NCAA. Right. You, th- you got...
1: That's the direction are going. This, you're going to compare this guy to Kurt Angle? Kurt Angle I, is a once-in-a-lifetime talent. This guy is... What are they going to call him? Steve Gabelson?
2: He No, nah, they'll go with his real name. There's too much value there. And honestly, he got his win... He scored like one point like as time expired to go ahead and win okay. no I, th- I think you got to go with the real name but right now and this has been confirmed for the most part they're not looking at signing indie guys for a while they want people that they could groom and maybe they're finding that the indie guys there are not groomable I think it's a terrible idea I think I think AEW sometimes gives these guys too much freedom um, I think sometimes these guys being able to cut their own promos, uh, it's falling flat right now. They just got the right guys in those roles featured on the show. So no one's seen that, but um, I think somewhere in the middle, maybe not so much scripts, but bullet points and let them, let them go out based on the bullet points and say it their own way. I think that's the way you got to go. That's the way it used to be. Uh, And I think that's where WWE needs to go. Um, Instead, they're, they're trying to tr- build them from the ground up completely. And they could blame NXT all they want for their failures. But the fact of the matter is a lot of those guys in NXT were very compelling. Their characters were very interesting. You brought them up on the main roster and you toned them down. And Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, th- those are two prime examples. They were way over and way more interesting in NXT than they are now. I mean, Karrion Cross went from a killer with the mystique. Uh, mystifying entrance that when he first saw it on NXT that first time he thought this is going to get over on the main roster he had Scarlet with him and now he's a fucking Roman gladiator
1: you know
0: well go ahead Freddie look what look what they wanted to do with Adam Cole they wanted to make him keep Lee's manager mm-hmm. when moving him up to the main roster like that just shows you how out of touch and how I, I the dude is a talent he can speak on the mic he can go why would you put him in that role, that legal rush role? It just doesn't make sense.
2: Well, it worked for Sami Zayn. They did have him in that manager role for a while. I don't think, I agree with you, I don't think you put Cole in a manager role, or if you're going to do it, there's got to be an endgame that's not, only going to go maybe six months tops,
1: but... Right. You know, the WWE can't get by with people with who are established, right? So now you're telling me they're going to take these unsigned non wrestlers and give them characters that are interesting and compelling and teach them how to wrestle i don't believe any of that i think that's the biggest joke that you could ever tell me they can't they can't they've got people with established storylines who have wrestled who can who can do things who are right who are either indie guys or guys that have been on the roster and they, they can't do anything with them i mean look at john morrison is john morrison really supposed to be the joke he is right now so you're telling me they're going to take a, a young man or woman and, and groom them to be WWE superstars with the crap that they're putting out now?
2: That's what they did in the mid-2000s for some reason. I, they, the whole writing crew's got to go. It's, they're trying too hard to be a soap opera, and it's not working.
1: They need it's to get not- a couple of they need to get a couple of former wrestlers on the writing crew is what they need. Right now all they have is a bunch of writers who who as they've shown a couple of them didn't even know anything about wrestling, right? Then that woman get fired cuz she admitted she knew nothing about wrestling. Right.
0: She they didn't need even to know get
1: the Right, they need to get a couple of former wrestlers in there to say, "Okay, that's a good scenario, but here's how it applies to wrestling." Or if this is a storyline we're going to do, let's wrestle let's add a wrestling component to it. Right. And they're not doing that, and I don't know why. So they, we're doomed to, to repeat the mistakes if we don't fix them, right?
2: It's amazing that in the late 90s, every character during that Attitude Era at least had some sort of storyline, even as small as it was, and they didn't have a full writing crew. Now they got a full writing crew, and they can't even come up with anything
1: compelling for half the show, nevertheless, all of it. And the storylines, that they, they bought into them like i like watch Rhea ripley now and i'm watching her do interviews and you can tell she's scripted you can tell by the way she's speaking it's it's not natural she's just saying words it's not her it's not what she wants to do yeah
0: she doesn't believe it
1: yeah, yeah you don't i don't believe her when she's talking i'm like you're trying to memorize your lines i can see it in your you know the way you're delivering really. them you've memorized these 20 minutes ago and now you're just spitting them back out you don't believe what you're telling me and sure. back then, I mean, you could have D'Lo Brown delivering a line. You were like, oh, I believe, I believe D'Lo mm-hmm. Brown for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you know? And he was low on the card. He was European champion, you know, his load way down there. And yet right. all those storylines, like you watch Raw now from 1998, 1999, you're like, oh, this wasn't a bad show. Like, you know, they had Austin on three times, but the rest of it was pretty good. <laughs>
2: The difference was people wanted to see Austin. It wasn't like Cena and Roman getting crammed down their throat for three hours. But yeah. Yeah. All right. I think
0: that's it. (laughs) That is it for this evening. Let's watch another match. (laughs) We thank you guys for listening www.thesportsfrenzypodcast.com this Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter and The Sports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you guys and we'll catch you next week. Peace.